Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, mujerones. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special friend with me today. We have her back on the podcast. Our first conversation was so powerful that I had to invite her to the event. We're having her as a speaker at Mujeron Movement 2023. And I'm super excited to jump once again on the podcast. Karina F. Davis. thank you so much, amiga, for being here and joining us in October live for our event. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Sonia. Like I, I love your movement. I love your mission. I love everything that you embody. And I, I feel like every time I'm in your presence, I can take a beat and go a little bit slower. And I don't know if people ever tell that about, tell that to you, but you make me feel a little bit more peaceful. I'm, I'm the energizer bunny. So every time I'm around you, I feel like I can slow down a bit. Like you make me feel whole, like Like, I feel like when we meet, you need to like pass me some tea or like, so like we just need to sit down or something, you know, but like, I, I really, really, really can't wait to meet you in real person. So thank anyway, you. Yeah. <laughs> you. You know, what's crazy when people tell me that. So being, you know, I kind of want to say a little story here. Um, when I used to work in TV, that was my weakness, right? Like people would be like, you need to be more chispa, like have more of that that energy and like bring that and it just never came very authentic and natural to me so now to get a compliment like that I'm able to bring that to people I'm like I love that I can just be myself <laughs> yes like I'll be the cheese spot I've never heard that word before but like I'll be that I feel like you calm me down like you calm me down so thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and I'm super excited to get into our conversation today um If you don't follow Karina on social media, you should because she's <laughs> dropping so much knowledge, especially when it comes to relationships. Uh, just the other day, I was scrolling through and there was a message that you shared and I'm like, she's talking to me today. So <laughs> I wanted to kind of unpack that with you today, yeah. just get a little bit deeper into uh, building, you know, our businesses and our relationship, um, setting boundaries, all of those amazing things that really help us be able to balance out building, you know, your dream life with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Which so, real was it? So I'll put myself on blast right now. Right. <laughs> But it was the one where you were saying when you come to your partner about when you don't spend enough time together mm. and instead of telling them, you know, as a just complaining, why don't you bring a solution or just be a little bit more intentional about the way that you share that. And I, I have definitely fallen into that sometimes where, you know, instead of like maybe planning something for us to have quality time, it's more of like, hey, we're not doing this enough. So I think that's so, so important. And, and it just really, really resonated with what I was going through at that time. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So that 
that reel and all of my reels, which I'll share with all of the listeners, is that every single reel that you see that I put out is a past testimony. So you'll know what's going on in my marriage now, like two, three years from now. And I think the beautiful part about, you know, a lot of these testimonies is that I've learned so much from them. And for me, that um, that specific reel, I think, was a mixture of helping a specific client out and obviously a testimony. But what the real was saying is exactly what Sonia was saying is that they don't know that you miss them. So when you spend time arguing with your partner about the fact that you don't spend time together, you end up unconsciously making your partner feel bad that you don't spend time together. And then they start this sort of like self-blame game. And then you'll bring up and then they'll say, okay, I'm sorry, let's spend time together. Let's do something after they've had that like entire hour argument, right? And then you'll propose like a creative, you know, thing that you want to do. Like, let's go to date night at the science center or something. They're hosting something. And then your partner will be like, okay. And then you'll be like, aren't you excited to spend time with me? And they'll be like, and it's not that they're not excited. It's just that you just finished arguing about not spending time together. And so it sort of robs them of their spirit of excitement. And I I found that plenty of times, you know, we can get really stuck in our fence as opposed to becoming curious. And that really has helped not just like my relationship, but a lot of the women that I coach in my private one-on-one coaching program. And I found that when we become curious as opposed to offended, we actually not just learn more about our partners, but you grow. And especially for us mujeres, like mujerones, like, you know, we are building something powerful. We are building movements that our partners don't necessarily understand, but these movements are also taking time away from us being with them. And it can cause some tension. And then like, te desesperas, right? What is that word in English? You become like, not desperate. Is that desperate? Like, you're just like anxious, right? That you've like not spent this time together because you've been building this movement and then you feel like it needs to be solved right then and there. And then your way to solve it is like saying, we don't spend enough time together. Oh my God, like blah, blah, blah. As opposed to fantasizing and showing your partner like, hey, honey, wouldn't it? Before you even say we don't spend time together, what about the like, hey, honey, there's this amazing place we should go to next week. Do you want to go? I think it would be so cool. If you started the conversation out that way, your results would look totally different than if you originally just mentioned the lack of time and the problem. Yes. And one of the things that I feel like sometimes we fall into is this dream or idea that sometimes we were giving in, you know, whether it was rom-coms or the novelas we're watching and we expect sometimes our man or like our partner to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so hard, right? Because there's so much mundane stuff. And like once you're in a relationship for so long, those little details can sometimes not translate the way that you want them to. But what are some of the ways that you help your clients with initiating, right? And that's okay. And and how can we balance like also asking for that, but in a way that it doesn't feel like we're also complaining? Yeah. You know, it's, it's such a good question because I think that it's extremely vulnerable 
to always be the one to initiate. And I've been in, actually been in both positions. And what I've realized that is that it's really important to ask yourself where your relationship or marriage is. Like, is your plate really full? Is their plate really full? Is both of y'all plates really full? Especially after having a baby, if that's your situation, or especially after buying your first home or moving across country, whatever it is, career changes. Like, it's really important to first diagnose like what's happening. Because I think when we don't spend time together, we want to fix it. And so we're like, oh, okay, like I'm going to go talk to them. And that conversation when in and of itself is already so vulnerable to have because you're the one initiating because you're the one that just realized it first. And I think when you tell yourself like, oh, it's not that they don't care. It's just like, I just realized it first, right? So then you get to ask like as a teammate, right? It's kind of like, I'll revert back for a second. It's kind of like if you're playing a game, you're the teammate that says, pass, I'm open. But your team member would never know that you're open if you don't shout, pass, ball, me, left, because you're the initiator. It's a team. It's a team effort. And then what happens, they pass it to you. You may score. Or what happens is then your team member goes up on the field and says, pass me again, me, pass. And then you pass the ball again. And I'm getting chills right now because I never even thought about this analogy. But like, it's a team effort. So some stages, you're going to be the one that says, hey, I'm open. Hey, I really miss you. What do you think about us going to try this new spot? And then you go try a new spot and you're like, we should do this again. And then the next time, it's still maybe you saying, you want to go try this other restaurant? But I've learned to sort of be okay with that vulnerability. And I think when I remain stuck in like, well, he remembers to his fantasy football or he remembers, you know, to watch the YouTube video. So what? So what? It doesn't mean like they're not remembering these things saying, I'm going to remember my YouTube video, but I'm not going to remember to call Sonia and see if she needs anything from the grocery store. That's they're doing and because we feel like that's what they're doing that's why we get so offended because we're really soaking in that offense making up scenarios in our minds of what our partners are doing when if you just showed up as you and then in the in as 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 you do all of that I've I've done this I've said honey I've planned like the in a joking way it sounds just like this, babe. I've planned like the last four date nights. Like, what's up with you? Literally just like that in a joking way. And my husband will be like, I don't know. My God, I didn't even notice that you did. Or sometimes it'd be like, babe, I'm so tired. I don't even remember. And plus I love, I love everywhere we've been going, but you know what, what is it that you need me to do? And I'll be like, okay, well, if I'm planning the next four, can you plan like a beach day or can you plan like our next travel adventure or something? And be like, okay, like it's that exchange. That's a healthy exchange without the blame. I want you to start bringing your issues and your conflicts to your partner without so much blame. Just say what the issue is. And I have found that when, when we're in this place of like, we plan, right. And like, we have a good time. It's, easier for the other person to like now say wow I had a great time let me now plan something 
similar, right? For us to have another experience. Mm -hmm. But I love that you talked about getting curious because when my husband landed this um, new position in at work, we didn't know the workload he was going to have. Mm -hmm. And it was tough. Like it was day and night from the time type of time and, and the, the schedule that he had. And, and more than anything, the pressure that he had, right? So recently he now moved into another position where now he has more time. And like, I see him show up differently because he's able to have slow mornings or he's able to just do things a little bit differently. And I really love that you said that getting curious on what we have in our plate, because mm -hmm. sometimes it's really not intentional. It's mm -hmm. more so what's on our plate, what's the capacity that we have in order to show up for our significant other. Yeah. And also like actively listening. What I realized too, and this was my husband telling me this, when we would argue about this, because I would be the person that's like, oh my God, you never spend enough time with me. <laughs> and my husband, I remember said this one key thing, which is like, but Karina, I never say no. Like you make it seem like I don't want to spend time with you, but I've never said no. And I'm like, you're right. You never do say no. And he's like, yeah, I always want to. I just, he's like, we're just going through a lot or different stages or whatever. And we've had different type of seasons in our marriage where like for three months, I'll plan everything. Next three months, he'll plan everything, right? Like six months out of the year, which is um, my husband's a race car driver, which is drag racing season. I'm not really expecting that man to remember even what my name is because there is so much going on in his head that I know that he's just worried about racing, going to work, taking care of the kids, saying hi to me, us having our intimacy and our time together and then getting back. Like that's what those six months are for. Like I know nothing else can really fit in there and that's okay. And so for me, it's the same thing. When I have six months, the first two quarters are really important to me in my business. All the quarters are, but the first two, I'm always like, this is going to set the tone type of thing. He knows that in those six months, I'm the same way. So I think it's definitely finding that harmony. Yes, I love that. And I want to kind of shift it a little bit more into the business, right? And like mm -hmm. how you've been able to kind of balance out both. Um, and specifically in the way that sometimes for us business owners, it's easy for us to bring work home, right? And like mix that up. What are some of the ways that you've been able to still be present and show up for what you're building, but also give that designated time for your relationship? Yeah. So it's interesting because right? Like being in a relationship coach, it's interesting and funny that my relationship is also like the hallmark of it where I'm like learning as I go. <laughs> and you know, like I, that's like kind of like my data that I'm pulling through and pulling from and also my clients. Um, I felt like in the beginning, I really wasn't good at this. And here's why I still have actually my nine to five. I have a nine to five in tech. And when I started my business, I actually was in higher ed and my business didn't start out as a business. My business actually started out as a hobby. I started a podcast on a blog and I just really wanted to interview women on how they were balancing their lives and kids and all this other stuff and kind of show other women like it's possible, right? Like I, I think about Sonia, one of your reels 
where um, I think several of your reels, you really do a really good job of showing us the parity between being a mom and being a business owner and like the possibilities. Like, I think there's one beautiful reel where like you bring your baby up on stage or in, in front of the audience. And I remember feeling like really emotional watching that because it showed us that both are possible, right? Maybe not at the same exact time, but like it's possible for those worlds to collide. And so for me, I really want to start this podcast to showcase that. Well, a couple months in, I met this like social media manager and she was kind of like, you are great at speaking. And I was like, uh-huh. And she, she was like, you should do Instagram lives. And I'm like, Mm-mm. she was like, why? And I was like, I don't like, I don't even know anything about that button. I've had a social media um, drought. Like I haven't been on social media for two years two years. And she was like, so how are you planning on growing your podcast if you're not going to go back on Instagram? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to tell people word of mouth. And so then I actually hired her and I worked with two social media managers at the time, uh, one after the other to kind of coach me through how to use Instagram and how to show up. And after that was in 2020, actually. So I launched my podcast in April of 2020 before I knew the pandemic was coming. In 2021, I was like ready. I was like, you know what? I'm going to open up a business. I'm going to get an LLC. I joined Yo Quiero Dinero's um, boot camp, which was how to start a side hustle. And I still had my nine to five. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I don't know what type of business I'm starting, but I'm going to do this. So I go into this coaching container. And about maybe a week in, I discovered a clubhouse. Do you remember clubhouse? Clubhouse. Yeah. So Clubhouse was, was kind of like just a random, think of like a live podcast where everybody's just talking to each other. Right. And I discovered Clubhouse and, you know, I'm still sharing my with my husband very much everything that's happening. And I'm like, I think I can make some money off of this. And as I'm in the side hustle boot camp, I get an offer to get paid like $750 to come and talk about my empanadas somewhere. So I had a company called Empanada Chica um, because I was hosting empanada making workshops in my house for two years before the pandemic. And then I did virtual workshops and I make the best freaking empanadas you've ever eaten in your life. And I still claim that I spent two years really working on the product, really working on the recipe. And then I was like, maybe I'll sell them. So when I was at that point, I got invited and I, they had me on camera. And as I'm on camera talking about these empanadas, I was like, I would like to be talking about something else. And I was like, I would like to coach people. And lo and behold, the next week, our guest speaker is Kat Del Carmen, who ends up being a really great friend now, but ended up being my first business coach that I hired. And she's like, what do you, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, listen, I come from a background of social work and I feel like in social work, they teach you focus groups. So I'm just going to get four people to see what they think about me life coaching them. And my offer, wait till you hear this. My offer was four weeks, Voxer support, weekly coaching calls with me, right? You would get this like great onboarding package at your house. It was amazing. All with all of your goals. It was $50. $50. Dollars to work oh with me. Oh my God. <laughs>
Amiga, if this episode is resonating with you, I want to invite you to our signature event, Mujer on Movement 2023. This is a day of community, empowerment, and purpose to help you start showing up as the Mujeron of your dreams. It's happening on October 28th in Scottsdale, Arizona, and this event is for you if you are looking to build a growth mindset and maximize your potential, if you're craving connecting with like-minded amigas and want to join a supportive community, if you're ready to stop playing small, put the excuses aside, and become the best version of yourself, this is for you. In this exclusive experience, you'll get inspired by trailblazing Latinas, keeping it real on how they've reached success. You'll gain insight and knowledge to bring your big vision to life, no matter what part of the journey you're on and no matter what that big goal that you have, I can guarantee you that you'll walk away inspired and ready to take action. I'll see you there, amiga. Check the show notes to get your seat and we'll get back to the show. I, I don't, I never knew this part. <laughs> I know I've, I, cause nobody asked, nobody asked these questions because usually I'm on podcasts talking about relationship. Now we get to talk about business. Right. And so, yeah, my business started with me making $200. And so I get on the call with Kat, I make these $200 and she's like $50 for all that. And I was like, yeah, what do you think? And she's like, we're going to get you to your first four figure um, offer. And I was like, that's crazy. She was like, we're going to do it. And I was like, no, but it meant that I had to let go of a lot of bells and whistles. Well, around the same time we get a phone call. My sister calls me, my baby sister calls me and she's diagnosed with blood cancer. She's seven years younger. And I felt like I hung up that phone and verbatim. I said, God, I would like to switch place. I would like to put in a request to switch places with Stacy. I would like for you to do this to me than to her because I have kids and she was told she couldn't freeze her eggs. And I was like, she still needs to live. And then my sister ends up moving in with me. Obviously God, you know, he doesn't work that way. So he was like request denied. And my sister moves in with me and uh, praise God, she's better. She's, uh, you can't say they're cancer free until like five years from now. Um, but she's uh, in remission. And I, at the time had to make a really difficult decision. And I remember crying, you know, when you get news like that, even with like death, but I think when you hear of cancer, you automatically think of death. I remember just like not sleeping for like two days and just like that, like snotty, disgusting cries and my body hurting and just like feeling like a, I, I was acting as if she was gone. And I remember maybe on the third day thinking that perhaps the business could be my outlet. Perhaps the business could be the very thing that God wanted me to dive into to still serve and help, but to still heal me. And I wasn't going to know how long this was going to take, but that it was that it would help me. And so Stacy moves in. Um, she lived with us for close to two years. And during that time, I the first year I spent really getting coaching. Um, I signed up with Kat. I signed up with DL Sharon and Five Figure Freedom. Um, and I got my butt coached. And I ended the year, I think, with maybe like, I don't know. 
$2,500 offer, maybe like that. So I went from $50 to $2,500. And then the next year, um, we were told that she needed to do a, 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 not a biopsy. It's a donor, like a transplant. She was going to get a transplant. It was going to be extremely gruesome and that she needed us. And so I literally offboarded all of my clients except for like two. And I had just spent the entire year building it. And I was in this like toxic as heck job. And I offboarded almost everybody. And I made the decision to say to myself, what can I do? If I can't generate income at this point, what freaking can I do? And it just, everything just came to me like in pictures. And that's really how God works. It's visions. And it was like, just go and create content. And I was like, content. Okay. And at that point I had created some really good content, but it was like, create content on like freaking steroids, like show up, not given a crap about what you look like or about where you are. Just serve. And I was like, just serve. And what was happening in the background at that time is, and this is all to answer the question about business. Okay. <laughs> I hope I'm, am I doing this question justice, Sonia? Okay. Oh my God. Yes. I'm, okay, I'm like, good. I have some follow-ups already. Okay. All right. Good. I'm glad you're glued. Okay. So then at this point, that December, before we get the phone call of the transplant, my friend texts me and says, Gotti, um, there's a job in tech and I think you would be great at it. Well, I get on the call in 15 minutes, they hire me. I'm like, whoa, that was crazy because I prayed for a job for seven years and I didn't get any of them, obviously, for seven years, over 200 applications, over 200 denials. I mean, talk about rejection and then having to tell yourself, over and over again, rejection is just God's protection. Rejection is just God's protection. Until so you're blue in the face and you really believe it. And you're like, oh my gosh, okay, rejection is God's protection, okay? And when I finally got the job, it was interesting because I was on the Obama public loan forgiveness plan where as a social worker, if you work for 10 years, you're forgiven. Well, I ended up getting the offer 10 years and two months. And if that ain't God, I mean, I don't know what is, right? So I ended up getting the offer 10 years and two months after. All my loans get forgiven, praise God. And I start this tech job. Well, the tech job is a five day a week commute, two hours to the city, an hour 45 door to door and an hour 45 back. What, what do I do? I show up in my car. I show up at the train station, which I still do. If you watch my content, I show up under like the ATM light and I just serve. So what does my partner think about my business? Which was the original question, right? Like how do how do you do like business and life? And I think that, you know, I have a partner that is truly my partner and he discovered his, what, one of the things he wanted to do before I did. And there was this, this moment of, of jealousy, I will say, but I took that jealousy and allowed it to fuel me rather than make me resentful. And it took me a while to figure out that this is what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't know, again, it started out as a podcast, no idea, Right. But over the last three years, as I've built this business, and to say three years, it's a really short amount of time, we've had our moments of exchange where you're trying to solve for the mechanics. And the mechanics is you're trying to solve for the time. You're trying to solve for the schedules. You're trying to solve for the maybe we hire a morning nanny. You're trying to solve for like maybe we get aftercare. 
daycare, right? Maybe we switch daycares. Like you're trying to solve meal prep. Those are the mechanics of the relationship. What I realized though, is that you can solve for the mechanics of the relationship, but when you solve for the heart of the relationship, that's different. That's the mindset. That's saying to yourself, support looks different from my partner. Support isn't that your partner understands. Support is just that they're there for you. When you say, I got a podcast, can you keep the kids quiet, right? Or um, I have this, I have a sales call, babe, please make dinner. Like things like that, that's support to me. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be, my business wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for obviously God, but if it wasn't for God setting me the partner that I have. That's my answer. Yeah, I love that. I, I truly feel that so, so much. It, there's just so much support and, uh, right? Like, especially investing in ourselves. Like we, you know, sharing that with our partner is also something huge. So having that support is so important. Uh, so I wanted to kind of backtrack to what you were talking about when you were showing up to serve. I feel like a lot of the women that come to this community want to show up, right? And like they struggle with that, whether it's, you know, what to say or we're worried about how we look or that that idea of showing up online sometimes is so intimidating. Mm-hmm. How what were some of the things that truly shifted it for you that you were like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. It doesn't matter where I'm at and what helped you really share the, the value, right? Like where did yeah. you even get started? I think like my podcast was definitely, well, actually backtrack. I think I would, I would host Gloria Stefan concerts in my living room when I was younger And I think that that was the start of like serving. I knew the tickets were free. Like I would literally sell tickets and my dad would be the only person that would show up. But anyways, I feel like I, from a young age, I just wanted to show up, right. And do something fun. And I think for me, serving is in and of itself, it's a beautiful thing, but it's also fun. And plenty of times people are waiting to be comfortable right? Because people, the main question is like, how do you get over just like showing up on camera? And it's like, you don't, (laughs) you know, you're waiting to be comfortable, but you actually aren't like somebody asked me last week, like you should, you should put together all of your behind the scenes and all the moments where you like trip up because it seems like you never trip up. And I'm like, I trip up all the time, like all the time. And I'm like, I should show people that more. But I think that what helped me really show up is not waiting to be comfortable and knowing that the way that I was going to connect with my community the most is if they did see me mess up. Like there are reels that I've had that have gone so viral and I definitely trip up. I remember there's this one reel that I talk about, like the things that I've learned in the last 10 years of being married. And I'm literally like the last 30 seconds, I'm holding my choke of like crying and you can hear my whole voice change and I'm so embarrassed and I could have recorded it again, but I didn't because it was natural and people connect to human people, not like machines, you know? And I feel like when you're doing so much work to try to show up a certain way, it's because we're trying to make it look perfect and we're not machines. Like to me, the only person that is perfect is God. So yeah, I love that. And the authenticity, right? Because at the end of the day, that's when you really transmit. I feel like social media is just like TV where you're able to 
translate a person's personality like you can mm. see it through the camera it's just the same way yeah. um but you do such a good job at that and i i think you're one of the perfect examples of like showing up authentically is is wow. still a way for you to go viral and like people will still you know it doesn't have to be all edited and look a certain way so mm -hmm. that's that's amazing mm -hmm. um I want to ask you one last question, and this kind of goes with the theme of investing in yourself and showing up in the rooms that, you know, God called you to be in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how has investing in yourself and going to transformational events impacted your business, your life? Yeah, not only has it like impacted my business and my life, it's impacted everybody that I work with. And It's interesting. I was taking everybody was taking everybody take showers, but like I was specifically taking a shower yesterday. And I don't know if you've ever tried to do math with like your fingers, like you're writing on an imaginary, you know, post board. And yeah. I was in the shower adding up my investments. And I was like, okay, it's been three years. How much have I invested? And I was like counting or whatever. And I came up to $48,000. And I was like, $48,000. Karina. Karina, that's much money and then I was like yeah but like look at the ROI look at the ROI and I was like wow that ROI is deep and um to me you know it's twofold it's one the investment has definitely had an impact and being in different containers with different people you know I've met so many people that will not just invest in a business container, but they'll get a somatic coach or they'll hire me as their life or relationship coach, or they'll have a money coach. And I never really thought about all the other coaches that exist except for business. And even that to me, that this was the first time in my life that I invested in anything other than a business coach. So I'm actually in a money container right now called Seven Figure uh, Wealth with Gina Knox. And I love it so much because it's helping me transform my ideas of what money is and what wealth is. But I didn't know my business needed that. You know what I mean? And some people will hire like, I don't know, body transformation coaches, like whatever it is that you need. Coaching has changed my life. And I think that everybody can benefit from at some point making that investment. And then there's the other conversation, which is like talking to your partner about the investment, right? And I think it's always interesting to have these conversations. And I always have these conversations, not from the angle of needing their validation, but wanting to hear their perspective. And my husband's always been pretty honest with me, which is like, he's pretty blunt. So he'll say, I wouldn't do it, but I'm also not in your world. And what he's saying is like, for me, if you, if, if, right, like if, if I, if he came to me and said, should I spend 10 grand on this race car piece, small race car piece? I would be like, no, don't do that. Because, but I don't know that that small race car piece is going to get him to race safely or more faster or better or more secure. Like, I don't know the effects of that race car piece. And so when he says to me, I'm not in your world, what he's saying not is he's not trying to knock me down. He's saying, I don't know the effects of that small race car piece and what that will do for your business. That's all. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go and sign up. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And I feel like any investment you make will always bring something valuable, right? Like there's always yeah. like a learning or, or in a relationship, a partnership, something that will come out of it. 
Um, But thank you so much for sharing today. I uh, would love for you to share more how people can work with you and how they can follow you. And obviously, you guys can all meet getting that in real life (laughs) on October 28th. But if you can share a little bit more about how they can work with you. Of course. So listen, if you're at a space in your life where you feel like it's time to overcome the number one conflict in your relationship so that you and your partner can stop arguing about whatever it is that you're arguing about and go back to having more intimacy with each other, then let's work together, right? You can go to the link in my bio. I primarily live on Instagram or TikTok at Karina F. Daves, um, or you can go to my website, KarinaFDaves.com or listen to my podcast, which is all free at one day at a time. And thank you so much, Sonia, for having me. I always have such a good time when we're together. Thank you, ladies. All of that is linked on the show notes so you can follow her and work with Karina. I can't wait to see you and uh, have a great time at our event. Thank you, ladies, so much for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Keep on working on becoming the Mujeron of your dreams. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.